Welcome to the Ether. Today's Friday, March 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Calc Finance AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. This is looking a bit more promising. Okay, so again, guests of today are going to be Calc Finance, going to be having a chat over the course of the next hour. Bear with me as I bring up the guys at Calc. GM, right, GM, GM. I think uh, we have I, another one of our team members, Tommy. Um, He's still on the old link, but he'll jump on the new one shortly. Great. And who's behind the account that says Jets that's requesting at the moment? Is that one of your guys? Uh, it is not. It is not. Jets, sorry, mate. I'm not going to bring you up here because it's uh, Calc's time to shine, but you are welcome to ask a question uh, later on if you're still around. <laughs> um, Fabrizio, how are you? Yeah, things, are, things have been pretty good. We've been... Uh, Working, working like crazy. If anything, maybe a little bit too hard. Um, True. But yeah, we're super stoked for this uh, this next week, two week period. Um, we're rolling out a, a pretty awesome product, and um, yeah, we're uh, we're still here, kicking goals, adding more pairs, listing integrations, and uh, things have been going swimmingly. Also spent Love a bit of time that. in uh, East Denver and um, Interop. We got to meet a, a lot of the people in person and. Um, I think makes it makes a real difference to see at least the, even the the impact Cosmos has had uh, in the Ethereum space and looking at app chain thesis versus the roll app thesis, etc. Um, been super interesting time. Mm, sure, I'd love to just get a quick uh, TLDR on your experience at Beef Denver and a bit more about uh, what you just mentioned there <laughs> before we dive in. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think like you, we're we're both quite far away from Denver. Uh, so I think the first thing to note is the trip over there was was crazy. I think door to door turned out to be 36 hours after a few flight delays. Um, but all in all, like absolutely fantastic vibe. I think that um, the sheer number of people and side events was crazy to to see. Um, I'd say some really common themes are basically anything roll up, ZK roll up, privacy, and then the app chain thesis side of things. So um, Cosmos put on a shared security summit um and actually put on uh, interop um, and it's kind of discussing you know essentially the future of cross-chain and and shared security replicated security mesh security etc um so they're very very hot topics um, and i think that if you look at the the cosmos events i think the cosmos events were on at least every day at a side event and they're almost always fully packed down so a lot of interest for the cosmos ecosystem a lot of interest for um, ibc a lot of interest for um, interoperability um, so extremely, extremely popular. Fantastic. And you also, beyond that, you've also recently had something happen down in Melbourne. You were on the Web3, there's a Web3 Shark Tank type thing at an event. And I believe you placed first. Can you fill us in a bit about that experience? Yeah, fantastic to pick that up. Um, so yeah, Solana, essentially. So there's two protocols on Solana, Magic Eden and Drift. 
Um, then with the Solana Foundation put on a Melbourne event, which part of our team is currently located at, at the moment. Um, so we went down, pitched Calc Finance, the DCA plus stuff, which we'll be releasing shortly, which you guys will hear about today. Um, cleaned it up, took took home first place. A lot of a lot of interest, a lot of Solana interest as well. But um, I think right now we're we're still focused on uh, the Cosmos ecosystem uh, in Kajira. So that was a bit of fun. And then Solana actually also put on a one week hacker house, um, also down in Melbourne, where a lot of people came together for the Grizzly Hackathon and. Um, that was a super cool space just to to get people around and i think in general i know coming from australia as well there are not too many um not too many crypto events happening so it was good to see a little bit of uh innovation a little bit of uh people coming to australia for for the first time but um it definitely didn't weigh up to the size of denver or interop um or you know cosmoverse last year in colombia or uh, a lot of the stuff that happens over in portugal etc but uh, it was still super great event uh, good to get the Kelp name out there. Good to get the Kajura name and the Cosmos ecosystem name out there as well. Fantastic. And what I'll do is we'll get a quick sound check from Tommy. Can Tommy hear us loud and clear there? Check, check, one, two. Hey, and just to clear it up, you guys are south of me. Yeah, you're, you're down in Sydney, I believe. Melbourne. Ah, you actually live in Melbourne. The good old Melbourne. I recall living in Melbourne. That was my old stomping ground for a very long time. But it's um, nice down here. Well, it's still nice down there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's Melbourne. What? There's a reason it was voted the most livable city in the world many times over. Um, obviously migrated up to Queensland during all the lockdown stuff, and uh, and I've been enjoying sunny Queensland ever since. But next time I'm down that way, we'll have to catch up and get a get a uh, a coffee or a smoothie or something. Sounds good. We do good coffee. Yeah, indeed. At least we have that. <laughs> Indeed, pardon me if I, if I have a spontaneous cough here and there. I've actually been a little bit crook the last couple of weeks, so just working through that. But what I want to do is get stuck into Calc Finance. You guys have had some interesting, well, not interesting, I would say exciting, the better word, some exciting things happening in Camp Calc. Uh, of course, there were some announcements recently, uh, recently listing Mars. There's been the squid integrations with Cosmos, which is enabling access uh, for you know EBM users into the Cosmos. Um, and this stuff all sort of assists, well, it's all going to be part of, uh, complementary rather, it's probably a better word, for calc moving forward. And so, of course, you've already had your DCA strategies operational for about two months now. Uh, and as I'm aware, you're going to be releasing DCA Plus very soon. Before we get into the, all the higher level stuff, just a quick TLDR for people that may be new to you guys. What is the tagline of what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we sometimes say we do the non-sexy approach to DeFi. You know, typically people are all about uh, those crazy returns and uh, you know the game of chance. You might become rich, you might get a Lambo. Uh, but more often than not, you you'll lose everything. Um, so essentially, our approach is creating DeFi strategies focused on mid to long term investing, um, but taking a focus on risk and risk management and risk mitigation. Um, so we take some traditional strategies, for example, like dollar cost averaging, um, which we've, of course, brought on chain. We look at things end to end. So um, we're working on a, a few integrations at the moment, how to be super capital efficient before the swaps. Obviously, you've got control over the swaps. And then post-swap, um, moving things to auto-staking, auto-staking and auto-compounding being worked on. Um, and then fully you know, self-custodial. Um, we use offset. It's in your wallet. You're in control. You just pass a grant permission. Um, and then we take some of these strategies. And what we'll talk about today is 
enhance them with machine learning. So a lot of work has been going on in the background to, um, you know, look at the benefits of DCA, the benefits of dollar cost or of lump sum investing, and then, you know, finding a middle ground in there, maintaining the same favorable risk profile, but again, improving it. So it becomes this true set and forget strategy. Uh, in the end of the day, more assets for you, less work, same favorable risk profile. Um, and then post this, we'll have a few things also coming out, uh, which you might have to stay tuned for, but uh, they're already underway. Yeah, love that. I actually watched your meeting or your interview with uh, Bytes just recently. And of course, uh, overseas Deeps was on there as well. And uh, you said one line, which I thought summarized it really well. It was building tools that are complete set and forget strategies to manage risk and improve returns. And I guess what would be cool to do to intro people is to let people know how, what, like by what percentage, because I know that you've mapped this out and I, I know the numbers, but what percentage are you improving returns by? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, maybe I'll speak to this. Perfect. One. Uh, I assume you mean with the uh, DCA plus. Um, so uh, we've done a lot of back testing. Um, uh, with the, the DCA plus and we typically compare it to uh, traditional DCA, um, which is uh, basically taking the same amount of capital that you, you know, have invested with DCA plus and splitting it up in even intervals um, and, you know, see how much uh, of the asset that you end up buying. And uh, in our backtesting windows with, uh, with DCA plus, uh, it's typically outperformed DCA on average by around 20%. Um, now, these, are, um, the, these returns are distributed with a positive skew. So, um, you know, often those returns will be between 0 and 20%. Uh, and then there's a, a long tail where sometimes you'll get totally outsized, uh, you know, outperformance. Um, but we we are stoked with uh, with the result that on average we're outperforming traditional DCA by twenty percent. Um, and like Fab said earlier, uh, we didn't want to do this um, without sacrificing, you know, without increasing the risk of you know losing capital. Um, because you could do the same thing with lump sum investing; you could improve returns by twenty percent on average. Uh, but you know, you, you, there's also the, the much higher risk that you know you you, you get you get wrecked, <laughs> um, you lose a you know a large chunk of your capital, um, and so um, the best thing uh, about DCA plus is that uh, the the lowest two point five percent of returns are actually uh, slightly higher than for traditional DCA, um, so. Yeah, we're we're on average um, beating traditional DCA without uh, increasing your risk of 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 losing more. So our our back testing results are um, really promising, and um, we uh, yeah the, that that was enough for us to to put this into production, and uh, that's what we've been heads down doing over the last. Uh, several weeks and i think to build off this maybe even before we get to it i think let's touch on obviously the benefits of you know why why dollar cost averaging itself has become such a prominent tool for investing you know both in traditional sense and and in the cryptocurrency market um so i think if you look at the typical two ways of investing you have lump sum you kind of throw it all in one day again 
Um, typically, you actually see more upside, especially in the lead up to a bull run, if you pick the right time, if you pick the, you know, before the market goes up only. Of course, uh, we know not everyone can do that, or not almost anyone can do that, um, and no one can predict the future. And then you also expose yourself, though, on the downside to to large losses. Uh, so you can pick you can pick a day where it's the pico top or the absolute top, uh, and then it could be down only from there. And you know, if you'd done that maybe two, three, four months ago, um, you could be down 90, 95%, depending on which asset you, you selected. Um, and then obviously on the flip side of that, if you look at the um, the more favorable risk profile is again, dollar cost averaging, reoccurring buying on the same amount during the set time period. Um, you know, that's really great for reducing the chances of you picking that really high peak time or that pico top. Um, and then, you know, getting that average again, just a way of spreading out your risk over time, um, getting access to that, that, uh, that asset or exposure to that asset over time. But the downside of that, of course, is um, especially when in the lead up to a bull run or a lead up to pumps, if you don't have as much exposure to that asset, you miss out on those potential gains. Um, so instead of trying to come up with some crazy black box trading algorithm that will make everyone really rich, always very bearish when people say that, um, we've taken a, a a sustainable and grown up DeFi approach as we could to maintain that same favorable risk profile, but um, improve on the returns as, as, uh, as Tommy, Tommy said before. Um, so again, that's kind of the big niche play. Um, and I think we've spent a lot of time reading through a lot of literature, looking at you know traditional case studies um, in this particular um, approach, which um, Tom has been dubbed uh, risk averaging, which the white paper actually goes out on, on Monday night uh, or Monday afternoon or maybe Sunday for those in the West Coast of America. Um, and you'll be able to actually go through all the detail and, and have a look at some of the backtesting results. But I think for this structure of this conversation, maybe we can sort of walk through the approach to get there. We can go through some of the math at a explain like I was five level. Um, and then yeah, from essentially early next week, if math is your thing, white papers are your thing, you can uh, spend as much time as you want going through the actual detail. Uh, method of how we calculate this and you know how we can sort of use this dynamically allocating risk adjusted um, algorithm that will be on chain and, and open to use for for the public because that financial inclusion element is quite important for us um, so if that sounds like a reasonable approach to the session i think um, tom if you're open to kind of giving a high level backstory of how we got to where we were today um, how we've kind of learned at a high level of you know what works what doesn't work um and yeah where we settled on you know the approach to to dca plus today yeah yeah um well when uh fab uh initially uh reached out with the the mission of beating dca um yeah i dived into the literature and found that there actually wasn't many people now, there wasn't much literature on this. Uh, all of the literature compared dollar cost averaging to lump sum investing. And so there was a wide open playing field for, you know, uh, trying to uh, use this kind of regular, um, you know, investment uh, allocation, uh, but tweak it slightly. Um, and there's infinitely many different ways you can tweak it. Um, an obvious one, you know, that comes to mind might be something as simple as, you know, uh, buy when the price of your asset is below the moving average, um, and you know, uh, buy less when it's above the moving average. Um, 
And uh, I mean, then obviously you run into issues about uh, what moving average do you use, you know, the 20 day, the 50 day, the 200 day. Um, so you can see very quickly there's, uh, there's infinite scope for kind of tweaking the, this kind of strategy. And so we did play around with a lot of uh, different rules or algorithms to um, that, that, you know, could potentially improve uh, upon um, traditional DCA. Um, probably the most exciting that we used uh, was an evolutionary algorithm um, where different variables or, or features, if you're in the machine learning space, um, were uh, acted as, as genes, basically, that could uh, mutate and change in their values and determine whether to buy more or less of the asset. And in aggregate, when all of the genes have kind of spoken, you'd get this final amount. Um, and that was, uh, I was very excited about this. And it performed okay. Um, it, it, it was able to beat DCA, but it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the, the, the searing returns that we were looking for. Um, I think that kind of breakthrough moment came um, when uh, I happened upon this idea of risk averaging. Um, and I guess it was inspired by, um, you know, a, a kind of approach to risk management that is, is common in um, traditional finance, um, which is kind of just trying to uh, spread your risk or mitigate your risk as much as possible. And uh, I thought, well, why isn't why aren't we going for the jugular here? If we're looking at uh, risk and we want to manage risk, why aren't we just focusing directly on that risk? Try to define what we mean by risk, and then average it out through throughout your uh, sequential um, buys. And that's how uh, we came up with the idea for risk averaging. Um, now. That basically works if I were to explain it like I was like I was uh, like you were five. Uh, it basically works by uh, assessing um, uh, our definition of risk, and then buying a little bit more when our uh, when our assessment of risk is low, and buying a little bit less when our risk of uh, when our assessment of risk is high. Um, so. Uh, the 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 comparison is made to a long term empirical assessment of what we're defining risk, uh, and I, I won't speak to that now because uh, that's uh, that's kind of our our secret source uh, at Calc with DCA plus. Um, but I think what I'm most excited for is this risk averaging strategy. Um, because it uh, it seems like a really powerful tool for uh, providing a simple algorithm uh, that that uh, allows dynamic adjustment of capital allocation without uh, some of the flaws that other dynamic uh, investment uh, strategies demand, like uh, value averaging, for example, where you might in some scenarios, in some rare circumstances, demand putting up uh, infinite money. Um, so this is, you know, uh, a well-bound strategy 
um, which further helps to uh, to to keep the risk profile similar to traditional DCA, um, but still capturing those market opportunities when the uh, the risk assessment framework sees fit. So I realize I've given a lot of information there. Maybe it's uh, best to throw some uh, the opportunity for some questions to uh, to you um, or maybe maybe even the audience. Sure, I'll open that up in just a second. The actually let's I'll put I'll put the call out. If you are listening to this and you are sitting there with a question or or two, uh, feel free to put the hand up and I'll I'll get you up with Nasser's questions. In the meantime, the so I like that the simple explanation that you said in the middle there was essentially it's just it's assessing the risk and it's if the risk is low according to uh, the risk average it will uh, buy more if it's high it will buy less. What's coming yeah. soon, as I believe it, uh, with the dynamic limit orders is it'll it's the same you can set up the same strategies on the way out too. So rather than just uh, using this tool for buying in, you can also use it for selling. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and uh, it ends up being uh, performing best with uh, exactly the same risk assessment framework, um, which is where we're using uh, our machine learning models. Um, so basically, you just invert that explanation. So when risk is uh, assessed as uh, high, uh, you sell a little bit more. And when risk is assessed as low, you you sell a little bit less. And we actually think that um, this will be a really great opportunity for you know people who want to um, engage in a, a kind of longer term uh, TWAP uh, kind of selling strategy. Um, so with that strategy, it's it's basically like uh, you know DCA. You uh, kind of break your um, intended sale amount up into uh, even chunks and you get a time weighted average of the uh, the asset price um, over you know whatever time period you choose um, and this is a really common approach to uh, to selling whilst trying to avoid market impact um, so you don't you know crash the price on the the very coin that you're trying to sell for a high price. Um, so yeah, we see the the DCA plus out as as a really cool alternative to that. Admittedly, you know it'll be uh, a, a longer approach. We uh, we are restricting the the minimum duration to uh, thirty days, and that's because we've fine tuned our risk assessment framework to be valid across all market conditions. And, uh, you know, the, we're talking about the kind of timeframes uh, where, you know, substantial capital loss events occur, you know, are in the weeks to months. Um, and so we've fine-tuned our, our, um, our framework and our risk assessment to those kind of timeframes. Um, so if uh, you know if if you're in that situation and uh, like our intended users, you have that um, that patience and that time, um, then this is yeah DCA out plus will be a really great option. Um, you know, uh, 
or alternative to to TWAP, and also uh, just to any user alike. You know, if you uh, smell, uh, you know, a kind of uh, bubble forming, um, and and you want to flip to to out, then that is uh, a, a valid option for you. Sure, and I think using the last week as a <clears throat> as an example here. <clears throat> Me, guys. Using the last week as an example, we obviously had crazy volatility in the market with all the debacle and drama that was going on uh, with SVB. And we saw uh, Bitcoin's pr- uh, price rally fairly significantly. Um, and so for people that are wanting to use DCA Plus in a market like that, what you know, what would be their best options? What would be their best um yeah, path of execution. Well, I think the the best thing about DCA Plus is that it is designed to be truly set and forget. It works in a bear market. It works in a bull market. Uh, you can start it any time you want, and the uh, algorithm will, you know, um, not only keep track of the market for you, but it's kept track of all of the market's history. So. Uh, it's uh it is the kind of thing that you can you know um commence at any time you want you don't need to be thinking about timing the market the basically the whole you know purpose of creating this the way we have is to prevent that need for timing the market um so uh yeah look you you you, you, you the user will come along uh, you'll choose an amount of capital that you want to invest and an approximate time frame over which you want to invest. Um, and I say approximate because it is a dynamic allocation strategy and sometimes you will uh, end up investing that capital either sooner or longer than traditional DCA would have. Um, and then you can sit there and forget about it. And uh, yeah, uh, the 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 algorithm um is it's very powerful uh like with all machine learning algorithms sometimes uh it it makes a, an incorrect prediction um you know it it can't for example uh you know predict what's going on in uh you know Jerome Powell's mind right now um but uh at the same time uh more much more often than not it is right uh, and that's uh, with the you know repeated buys, um, it ends up in aggregate coming out on top. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's what we hoped to deliver for our users is on average, you know, can we can we beat traditional DCA? Um, and yeah, we, we've 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 got something that can do that without you worrying about when to kick it, kick off a strategy. Yeah, I was half expecting you in the middle there when you said that we, we can't predict what's going on in Jerome Powell's mind, but uh, we're working on it is what I thought was going to be the next part of that, that sentence. But that might be a nice avenue to, to, to follow next. Uh, it's, it's coming. It's, it's, a, it's inevitable. Um, the other thing that piqued my interest was you referred to uh, historical data or historical, I don't remember the exact words that you said, but essentially you've got um, all the, the historical information. Is Are you saying that in regards to the specific tokens uh, that are accessible via 
calc or have you just import like the entire cryptosphere's you know historical data into your algorithm what's the what to what extent do you yeah. have that yeah so um we uh when you're uh you know training a machine learning model on uh on historical data you i guess you want to run a compromise between the kind of number of features um often you know increasing the number of features can improve uh an an assessment um but at the same time uh the more features you have um the more restricted the length of your data set is because the the higher chance that you know one of those features will not have historical data going very far back so you, you know you need to run a compromise there for example our data set goes uh you know back before 2015 and uh in you know obviously kuji was uh you know still 6 years from even existing um and you know we simply don't have uh, enough price data with an asset like kuji to to properly train um a a model unique to to kuji um so uh what we've done is uh taken large market cap um currencies and um taken the the approach that uh smaller market cap currencies are often uh and almost always very highly correlated but with larger swings you know larger magnitudes of uh, of movement um so um at the moment we uh we are going to uh, be we, we're going to keep things uh, very safe uh, at at launch and um, and launch the the DCA plus with uh, some of the the larger uh, top hundred coins um, and later on uh, when we uh, when we feel like uh, you know we can open that the option up to uh, to the user to increase their risk profile, um, then you know we we will be able to uh, integrate uh, you know newer currencies uh, like Kuji, for example. Yeah, got it. That makes complete sense. The um, yeah, often you'll find that the the uh, large caps will move first and then the alts tend to be a lagging indicator and they obviously have bigger swings so it makes sense that you've priced you've um gone that route i'm just looking through a couple of my notes here i re- just remembered as i was going over the site itself that i wanted to comment on how good the actual user experience is what i love about uh cal is it's got the feeling of you know the old school terra um applications it's nice it's clean sexy you've got a really straightforward simple easy to understand processes it's about a four-step process so if anyone that hasn't used it before you can essentially uh, pick your stable coins out of axel usdc and usk uh, and then it's make your way through you're just choosing what assets you want to invest in uh, on the back and they're swapped on fin the audible decks of kujira and then what's um well actually I'll, I'll let you guys continue that rather than sort of 
hijacking that. Can you talk people through the, the process and uh, a little bit about the ex, uh, user experience? Yeah, definitely. So maybe something that's uh, maybe unique to Web3, but not so not so unique to the Web2 space, uh, which some of our team has extensive experience in. Um, we actually ran, I think it was like 77 or 78 one-on-one 30-minute interviews, um, just even back when we had the designs before building the site. So it was very much community-built, um, community-influenced, user-influenced. Um, and yeah, we just took a few pages or leaves out of um, some books that we liked in the Web2 space and, again, leveraged that same mental model. So as you mentioned before, totally correct, four different steps. One, choosing your asset, um, how much you want to invest and funding. And step two is sort of customizing that. So in just a traditional DCA, you can do things like setting price ceilings or price floors or you know start when a particular asset price is hit or start particular asset price and time um, and date. Um, so you kind of have quite a lot of different options. Um, and then phase three, um, we talk about the composability element of it. So at the moment for Kajira, um, you can choose to have it auto-staked. We use Auth Z in Cosmos. So essentially, you could be staked on your behalf uh, in your wallet. So you can actually just go to your Kepler wallet or go to your Sonar wallet or go to your Terra Station wallet and see it's been staked for you. Um, and then step four, play it back to you in super, super easy to understand language, um, basically like reading from a book. Um, confirm that. And then the other element that's quite important uh, that we're big on is uh, providing informed data uh, in order for people to make appropriate decisions. So, you know, there's, you know, doing a lot of our research, we found that you know, especially in bull runs, people actually had no idea what average price they bought a particular asset in, or they had no idea when they were selling. There are even cases where people were buying higher and then waiting a while, thinking that they made a profit and selling at a loss. Um, so a big part of that, and we know people are making, you know, buying or selling decisions all the time. Um, you know, we wanted to really abstract it away, complete set and forget, but also track all that information. So, you know, like, how much are you up? Are you down at all? Um, when is the average buy price? When are your average swaps happen? Um, what does that look like on a graph? Can you actually go back and track all that in time? Um, so we do also provide a, a very in-depth, um, essential experience here to, to explore that. Now with the DCA Plus stuff, it's quite exciting in the in regard that you know we will actually be comparing traditional DCA to um, you know the DCA Plus strategy, and we've gone a little bit down the bold route here and saying that. DCA Plus will charge you 0% usage fees, right? They'll be the basic fin or whatever the DEX is. They'll have a small fees of fin. I think it's like 0.15% um, per each swap. We even pay all the gas. That's covered by um, the calculated smart contract. Uh, so that's not share we. It's, again, decentralized in that regard. Um, and you'll only pay a fee based on performance. So we thought that this is very important from a value alignment uh, in the regard that we're not just saying that, you know, this algorithm we spent a lot of time developing and building is going to be great and they should definitely use it. We're putting our money where our mouth is and saying that if it doesn't work, then there'll be no fees. Right? Um, so I think that's something that hopefully sets the, the stage for what we're all about and what we're trying to achieve here. Um, and of course, comparing to traditional DCA, there'll be some element there where you'll actually be able to track the performance over time. Um, and then come the end of each strategy, again, as, as Tommy mentioned before, there's some dynamic element to it. So one might end before or after. Um, there'll be a full comparison, um, and there'll only be a, a performance fee charged on that. Love it. Well thought out. And <clears throat> I'd love to come back to this. 
um, once we've heard from PBR713. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for letting me up. Uh, I was just curious, when are we expanding? Um, when can we see some cross-chain uh, DCAing? Is that in the works? Yeah, definitely. So we're actually part of the um, the AXA grants program. So if you're not familiar with the grant, um, AXA, they do cross-chain messenger passing. Um, so they're similar to kind of a hyperlane or, or layer zero. Um, and as you, I'm pretty sure if you're familiar with the Cosmos ecosystem, you would definitely have seen XR USDC or XR USDT. I think they're the predominantly bridged um, stable coins over from EVM land. Um, so we're exploring a few different avenues of what that, um, that looks like. From a development perspective, obviously there's different things to consider around a hub and spoke model or leveraging, you know, even in the cosmos, the IBC, interchain accounts, et cetera. Um, or what that looks like from a you know, completely rebuilding the contracts in, for example, an EVM chain. Um, so what I can say for now is very much underworks. Um, scaling is definitely in, in the game. Um, but the date, I uh, I think you'll have to wait till we announce that in I would say March, April, the early, mid-April, let's say. Ooh, you're saying we're going to be live mid-April for cross-chain with Axelar? I would say announcement will come out there. There's still there's still quite a... I think the approach we've taken is um, we'd like to put safety first. Um, so GMP is... You know, is fairly a new thing, um, and we're we're exploring a few a few different avenues. So, I think uh, if I gave you a date, the engineering team would kill me. So, uh, I think I'll just have to have to say you'll you'll hear more about it mid April. Awesome! Hey, I, I'm happy with mid April. Uh, I'm happy with you know. I'm happy with June, July. It doesn't matter to me. That's awesome, though. Good deal. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good good to hear you as well. Uh, we definitely miss you. We love you in the ecosystem. Um, so appreciate everything you do. Yeah, man. Yeah, great question. Just just stretching my legs a bit. I'm always around there. <laughs> I've got uh, Edwin's just jumped up, one of the OC crew. Edwin, do you want to jump up and have a uh, little chat, mate? Yeah, man, thank you. It's uh, been pretty cool listening to what you guys are creating. I remember first learning and looking into DCA with ARC Invest. Uh, and their ETFs because it was interesting to me that every day after the market closed, they released an updated sheet on like what they buy and what they sold throughout the day. And uh, and so this kind of gives me the, the same vibes that you're talking about, right? Like as volatility increases, uh, that's where you can take some actions and then just kind of build upon your your place that you have more conviction on. And But one thing that I'm curious about though, at, at the end of the day, like, a lot of projects are looking for users, right? Um, and and hopefully here with OC, we're able to help through uh, exposure to other users as well. But what do you have planned? Do you have any campaigns planned to help get more people to learn about the what, what's unique about your project? And um, like, is there any incentives or anything like that that you have in mind to help people get on board and at least try it out? Yeah, and I think that's that's fantastic. Um, a fantastic question. Looking at sort of the go-to-market strategy, I think I'll probably be the first to admit that we've been um, 
we've been very focused on sort of first principles and, and building what we like to think is an amazing product, uh, a product that's not been done before, especially on chain. Um, and I think that it's very much been, you know, can we deliver value, you know, do we earn the right to charge for that value and just confirming those two green flags. Um, and I think that from a, a team perspective, um, we have an amazing DAO that helps contribute in terms of strategy and an embassy down and they do a lot to, to spread the word, but, um, yeah, we've yet to properly dedicate time, uh, and effort to putting proper marketing campaigns together and, and spreading the word. There is a few things in the works though. Um, so I almost wish, I wish I could announce some of this stuff, but, um, ETH Denver was super fruitful um, for a lot of reasons. And I think that um, you'll hear a lot more about it in the, in the coming months. Um, but in terms of a go-to-market strategy soon, there's probably two things uh, that maybe, there'll be a few things that we announce here. One, we're gonna um, likely hold a, a closed cap competition that if you start a strategy that lasts at least um, three months. And um, when you do start a strategy, again, it shows you what what traditional dollar cost averaging it will compare to. Um, if you can manage to pick a strategy that outperforms the DCA plus, um, there will be definitely some prize money that will set aside for that. Um, and we kind of want to do that as to, you know, put out there that we're standing behind this algorithm. Um, there'll be some spots that you can take up on that offer. Um, and then the second element of it at the moment, and um, if you're currently on this Twitter space, uh, maybe get a pen and paper or be ready to type something in. But um, there will be an initial whitelist um, for access to the DCA plus algorithms, which will uh, I th should start in exactly or just under two weeks now uh, for the whitelist spots. Uh, and we will phase this out over time. Um, so I'm happy to say that if you are right now on this Twitter space and I'll be closing the form in about an hour's time, uh, if you go to calculated.fi forward slash WL, um, there is a really basic form just need your Kajira wallet address, uh, Twitter handle as well. Um, that one can be optional, but um, if you sign up for that, you can get uh, first dibs into DCA plus itself. And then once we get everything up and running, take a very safe approach, similar to how Nomic BTC um, has gone about their business. Um, there'll be a few things around, you know, making recommendations and some affiliate marketing and spreading the word um, that you can capture rewards. And then post that, we'll, we'll be spending a lot of time once we have that absolute killer product and that product market fit to, to do, as you say, um, really focus on that go-to-market and, and spreading the word. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for the question. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I've definitely see, seen you around Twitter and, and sharing the love of, of what Calc has to offer. So we absolutely love to see that. Uh, we love to see good for the community. And um, yeah, super stoked about it. And it wouldn't. I've just jumped on. <clears throat> I've just jumped on calculator.fi forward slash WL. If you didn't catch it, calculator.fi forward slash WL for the DCA plus whitelist. I'm just doing that myself as we speak. Um, yeah, look, we, we had a conversation a while ago. I think the last time we had a, a Twitter space would have been probably, feels like it was probably October, November last year. I could be wrong, but it feels like it was about that long ago. Um, and it's just amazing to to be watching on the sidelines, see what you guys have achieved so far. And I I I know that you can't drop alpha today on on what took place or the conversations had at East Denver. And look, alpha's overrated. Let's let's see if we can maybe leave a couple of breadcrumbs. Do you have any breadcrumbs that you can leave behind to get the people speculating? It's a very interesting way of flipping the uh, the alpha request. Um, I would say 
maybe I can say the promise is that um, the the distributed team and the community members um, and the core contributors to the project have been working absolutely nonstop um, in the sense that there's really big plans to come and and think about you know how we define risk um, you know how can we actually leverage a lot of this work and you know as as I mentioned in the beginning it's not really about that you know that crazy you know DGen play of chance to make millions but more likely or most most of the time or almost all the time you'll you'll completely lose out and I think there'll be a few exciting things around answering the questions around like you know the when to buy and how much to buy kind of is being answered with DCA plus stuff um, but the sort of what to buy and you know looking at your portfolio percent contribution to risk um, you know the the Calc um, strategy data has been super influential in looking at that. And we've had, we have some really great experts in there, you know, from a TradFi perspective and sort of taking all those principles and, and relaying them into, you know, this element of your portfolio that, you know, it's designed to last more than one cycle. You know, it's designed to be there for a long time. It's designed for, you know, to be something that you'd be comfortable to, you know, tell your cousin about uh, or someone that's, you know, just getting into crypto for the first time to ensure that they have a, a positive first experience. So I think that is probably going to qualify for not alpha, but breadcrumbs, um, but base <laughs> of, you know, risk management and uh, sort of opening up scale and use cases, I think uh, you'll see over the coming months. Yeah, awesome. That's already got my brain ticking. I. Uh... I was looking at just some of the things coming up on your horizon soon. Obviously, we've got the DCA Plus going live. There's integrations with local money. Uh, has that that hasn't gone through yet? That's coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's um, yeah that one where we're still ha we're still hashing through. Um, but yeah, we love the local team, top quality. We love the product. You know, decentralized P2P on off ramp. Um, but yeah, that's that's 100% going to happen. Um, just working around priorities at the moment. Mm -hmm. And would, obviously the conversation that was going on before from PBR was around cross-chain, uh, cross multi-chain. Would it have to work the same way uh, with other, like basically would it be the same thing with other order book DEXs on other chains, if that was the case? Or is there are there other unique ways that you've considered um, how Calc could, could work with other Terms. Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be an order book DEX. I mean, if you look at it from like a explain like I was five technical architecture, um, there's some elements of the totally permissionless smart contracts, which have been built, can be reused. Then there's an element of integrations in with whatever the mechanism that is swapping the particular assets. Obviously, there's a close tie there. Um, but, you know, you could look at order book DEXs, AMMs, you could look at, you know, DEX aggregators, etc. Um, and I think that uh, if you abstract away, you know, that integration and how that works, um, that in itself would lead to, you know, potentially different architecture designs. Um, and then you look at things like, you know, general message passing from Axler uh, and doing a lot of that cross-chain stuff from like a hub and spoke type model. Um, so there's a lot of different considerations to to look at there. We're pretty sure we've, we've finalized what that's going to look like. Um, but again, like a lot of this stuff in the, in the tech space is like so new, so cutting edge that, um, you know, we just have to be kind of across everything and make sure we're testing all the assumptions and, and getting that ironed out. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, the TLDR is there's that integration element definitely with, um, you know, AMMs, DEX aggregators, order book DEXs, clubs, you name it, right? Um, 
So there'll be some integration element there. Certainly. And I think where, where my mind's at is it's exciting. I love the idea that, you know, you're going to be on other chains and all the rest of that in future. Um, but what I'm looking at is really the accessibility that's already available. Of course, with Kujira, you know, by Kujira Blue, um, you've already got the IBC bridges, you know, Cosmos IBC, Transfer Axle Bridge, Gravity Bridge, Nomic BTC. So theoretically, where my like where my head's at is theoretically, I would potentially very soon be able to use uh, Calc, for example, to acquire uh, Nomic BTC. Is that is that something that's on the cards? We are a big proponent of, um, I think at least personally, I can't speak uh, on behalf of any financial advice, um, but yeah, I think that those larger cap coins should be, uh, or are at least of my personal portfolio, a large part. Um, hence why we're, we're quite big on looking at things like, you know, Ethereum, Atom, BTC, and enabling people to build longer term positions in those um, that will uh, hopefully be around for many cycles to come. Um, so yeah, supporting Nomic BTC, any BTC in the cosmos is uh, is top of the list. Um, I think that you know, I've had many people asking, and we've been talking about you know DCA plus and this concept, and a lot of people say you know that's exactly what I want to use to stack my sats. Um, so on the list, and uh, we hear you, we hear the uh, sat stackers everywhere. We're uh, we are too, and we're working on it. Yeah, look, I've certainly become more of a bitcoin bull as the years have gone by i've been yoloing into crypto for about seven years now and i've you know done well and been wrecked multiple times at this point and i'm just starting to be like you know what <laughs> i think bitcoin is going to prevail long term and i'm still going to make my bets on alts but uh i, I want to uh kind of hedge hedge my bets a bit so uh having that capability would be great um the last thing that i wanted to point toward is with the app as it currently stands, with Calc as it currently stands, people may not realize as well, you've got some post-purchase options that exist too. So the in the customized strategy section, you've got plenty of customizability that already exists. Uh, the increments in which you want to uh, purchase, whether it's half hourly, hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, um, you can set the buy ceilings. You can There's a bunch of things that you can do. But then after you're done, you can actually determine where uh, you want uh, your your rewards to go to, whether you're sending to a different wallet or if you want to stake it. Can you just fill the people in a bit about those features as well? Yeah, definitely. So this is coming back to that initial um, research that we, we ran. You know, we found that if you're long on a particular asset, you know, you don't really want to automating the buying, you know, and then having to go on after every buy and, and go and stake it because you might be long on that asset. Um, you know, not to be diluted out from inflation or to, or if you look at it the other way, you know, get the staking rewards. Um, so that was really big for us um, coming back to this whole idea is like, you know, this talking about what you just mentioned, you know, you, you personally like to get some exposure to BTC over time. And you know, that's sort of more of a safe haven and, and less volatile than, well, still very volatile, less volatile than some alts and some low cap alts for sure. Um, so again, coming back to this idea of complete set and forget strategies, you know, there's definitely the element of it that, you know, you can set this up and, you know, lock it away, put on a hot wallet if you want, come back six months later and just know that, um, you know, it's it's been doing work for you um, and you can come reap those benefits. So the current support for Kajira staking at the moment, uh, the Alliance module, I think 
you may have heard uh, Kajira is integrated in. That's uh, actually a huge boost, boost for the auto staking for different alliance um, partners. Um, and I think that we've done most of the smart contract changes for that, actually. I think it's just waiting some some front end work. Uh, so as soon as that frees up, we'll, we'll be adding that to it as well. Yeah, I'm really seeing, I'm really seeing Calc uh, being a, a big player in the coming years. Obviously, there's all these integrations that are happening. We spoke about Squid. We spoke about... Uh, local money there's also like the cardo on ramps and all that so it's just gonna, it's just going to get easier and easier to use this so i'm i like what you guys have done i like the ability uh good here i'm looking forward to the white paper coming out as we're sort of winding up are there any final words that you want to do i think um no from us we're we still have got a lot of things to finish um but yeah we're super excited i think that my only request is if you're not following calculated finance already give us a follow on twitter um and definitely put notifications on from depending on what times and you i don't know the utc of this but i'll give you the gm uh gmt plus 11 time zone uh, of of monday afternoon uh, so i think that must be like utc let's just call it utc monday uh 1 a.m and for those that don't know, GM, GMT is good morning time. Um, <laughs> you got anything? Plus 11 GMs. Exactly. Any last words from Tommy? Uh, look, uh, nothing, nothing coming to mind other than um, come at us with your strategies. <laughs> see, if yeah, you can, see if you can out, outstrip DCA Plus. The challenge has been set, people, and that's look. That's a big, uh, you know, that's a big money where your mouth is move there. That's you know, you're swinging, you're swinging the, you're swinging your thing there, and so <clears throat> I encourage people to go out, try calculate finance if you've not already done so. If you can beat them, you know, they have ninety seven percent of the time they're outperforming DCA by twenty percent. Uh, if you think you can beat that, you are eligible to get yourself five hundred dollars of USDC. Uh, or is that actual USD? It'd be actual USD, so. Yeah, I think uh, it will, um, we'll actually open this up to a few more people and we'll reduce that a little bit just to enable other people to participate. Um, but yeah, that, that particular space, the, the terabyte space, we still hold. There's a few people that have already taken up that offer. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll announce more of a broader one, I think. Um, so amount yet to be determined, but there'll definitely be something in there. Love it. I've enjoyed the conversation. You guys are on to something big. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. I'm looking forward to using it myself. Everyone that's jumped on the call today, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the call and taking the time to listen to what's going on in amidst all the chaos and the carnage of the markets and everything that the markets you know bring to us on a daily basis and make the cortisol levels raise. <clears throat> You're just sticking through it, sticking by, being uh, just being legends. So thank you for jumping on. Share the space. I encourage sharing the space to get the word of calc out. And if you're not already doing so, give them a follow, send them some love, give them some feedback, and let's help them grow in the future. With that being said, go and enjoy your day. Go and enjoy your night wherever you are in the world. GM, GM, GM. This is Dr. Doscoin behind Orbital Command signing out. Ciao, ciao. We really appreciate it. GM plus 11. <laughs> you. you. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Calc Finance AMA. Hosted by Dr. Doscoin with Orbital Command. Recorded on Friday, March 17th, 2023.
For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate to show some support. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, hand it reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck heads living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Terror spaces.